guys, you know how you're like, why doesn't Janet have any awesome ads like every other podcast that's free in the entire universe? Well, guys, guess what? Because for a very, very limited time, you get one right here, right now, and it's free. That's right. This ad is free. What's the ad about, Janet? Tell me everything and more. Well, first of all, let me give you the name. It's a name I like very much. It's fun to say. It's called Loot Crate. Loot Crate? Yes, Loot Crate. Loot Crate, I'm still enjoying saying it, is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get four to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Here's the thing, though, you guys. You have only until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. But you're all very timely. You stay on top of things. I don't, I, I don't have to worry about you with this. I know that. Now, every month, there's a different theme, and all items are curated around that theme. Themes are inspired by major movie and video game releases, as well as uh, pulling from pop culture franchises that we all know and love. I Nothing has stirred my curiosity like this. I need to know what those things are. Um, I've got my fingers crossed for some uh, Goonie action, maybe a little Tron business. I can't guarantee it. I just have to find out. Loot Crate. Oh, God, Janet, what do I do? How do I get this? How do I get this mystery to be solved? Listen. Make sure to head to lootcrate.com backslash jvclub. That's the name of my podcast. And enter code jvclub to save $3 on any new subscription. You know how this works, guys. That's all you do. You go there, you go to the site, then you put in the name of the podcast because that's how they know that you trust me and all the words that come out of my mouth. And then you get this box of surprises. Loot Crate. I'm going to say it three more times because I have to assume that that will also make a Loot Crate appear. Don't do what I'm doing. Go online. Subscribe to it. Loot Crate, Loot Crate, Loot Crate. Hey guys, welcome to episode 191 of the podcast with the delightful Jessica McKenna. I am going to catch up on shout outs next week. I want to uh, wish you all a happy St. Patty's Day, unless for some reason you are opposed to St. Patty's Day, in which case I hope you have a wonderful day not acknowledging it. I'm really fine either way, but uh, have a great one and uh, we'll talk to you next time on the podcast. Now entering Nerdist.com. because it really immediately makes me feel like nothing in my life is worth talking about unless it's on the podcast, which is not the case. But you just brought up like school and yeah. unitard. So how am I not going to go? Yeah, well, we got to go. I need you to elaborate immediately. <laughs> We're talking about rompers because uh, Jessica has a very cute romper on. Thanks. And I had to bring up the awkward like, how do you does pee? it have? Yeah. How do you pee? Does it come all the way off or is it? A, can you do a pull aside? <laughs> It's an all the way offer, guys. So what is this so in your movement quarter? Yeah, movement. I already don't know what that is. Yeah, so I, I studied it. theater and we had a quarter that was like, the. it wasn't like a conservatory, but they did have, you were with one acting teacher and you were with that same teacher the whole time, but they, and, and no matter what acting class you were in, it was like junior fall, everyone's doing the Greeks. Gotcha. You know, and so sophomore winter, everyone's doing movement and mime. And so you had to come to class every day in a unitard and you had acting four days a week. So everyone was just like walking around in unitards. Male and female. Yeah. And for me, 
I loved it because it was winter quarter and was outside Chicago. So it was like... An, oh, yeah. It's like wearing thermals. Yeah, it was like an extra layer. Wonderful. So I wore mine all the time, but it did get tricky in a pee situation. And yeah. I do... I have a friend who wet their pants in like a state of emergency because she couldn't get... Yeah. It's a little bit like a torture. It suddenly becomes a torture device. Yeah, because I think you could opt for a leotard and tight situation. Yeah. But I was like, give me full unitard. Yeah. Were they... Have you... Did you have any matte-colored unitards, or are they just universally super shiny? Mine was matte. It was? Yeah, it's matte black, yeah. That's great. Oh, yeah, I guess I've seen like a cotton matte black. Yeah. I guess I'm just imagining like... Shine teal, one <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I had Those of you that know, like we had, had to be in like all, all black. Yeah, um, I guess that's better for miming purposes. The grossest though. thing about it was that we then would have to do the whole class barefoot, and just seeing people's like sweaty footprints on the stage was so <laughs> gross. Yeah, it's a very. I mean, theater can really be a very humbling experience. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's just a lot of moments like that where and like the guy did you i mean i don't know if you guys did like the circle i mean that's there are things that people who who have never taken theater associate with theater yeah that you want to be able to say that never oh, happens no. and then they did like uh, totally the circle back rub like oh everybody's, yeah we're in a choo-choo line of a circle a conga line of back rubbing oh totally um you know flocking and like um anything all those all that viewpoint stuff looks so ridiculous to yeah. like I don't actually know if I ever really super got anything out of it, but part of this movement quarter was we had to try to um, recreate Rodin sculptures. Oh, and it was all about like you did. extension you did. and like you know putting energy in every part of your body. And then it was like this totally like sadistic reveal at the end of the quarter that Rodin elongated limbs. So all of his poses are like physically impossible. And it was like, that's the point though. We're striving. And I was, this is no, that was like one time we had to do, we were like positioned across the stage and the teacher was like going through and adjusting. And I was like, I can't remember what they're called, but it's like you can zoom in on different parts of those doors that are like the doors to hell or something. Uh huh. And there's like these three. Pe- I'm doing no. This is a podcast. I'm trying to like do the. Oh, most. I have millions of hidden cameras around. That <laughs> oh, will good, all, good, good. Yeah, but they were like um, contorted in some way. Yeah, yeah. And like your neck is to the side. And this one time, and we were you couldn't like you had to just hold it as long as you can without moving, but still keeping you know alive. Yeah, even though you're still <laughs> you're alive. And I really was like, this teacher has forgotten about us, and so I didn't move, and I just went like. Uh, we're still here like I'm dying my neck is like convulsing but we were the first person to, to sort of yeah break, I just like screamed I was like I can't I can't do this yeah I can't do this was um, so okay so you had this is college mm-hmm. and so you had movement and mime mm-hmm. um did you have to do like I had a full semester of makeup, which oh, was yeah. a joy. But some people don't have that. Some people do like costume for half, makeup for half, or they don't even end up having to take that. Or Ours was, um, so I wasn't like an acting major. I was a theater major. So you did have to do, um, I was at a quarter system. So you had to do two quarters of any tech. Okay. So I did set design and sound design, but makeup was the most popular. Yeah. It was basically like the whole class would always be seniors, you know, because they get to register first. And it would basically be like, it was like winning the lottery. So everyone wanted makeup and sound was the second most popular because it was, it was really easy mm-hmm. except for, um, a just sort of like spine crushingly tough final, oh, just in terms of work. You had to make like, 
a hundred cues and it was like really intensive, but the rest of the quarter was like a big breeze and we just sat around on headphones and didn't yeah. do anything. And then it was like the two days of just seeing everyone in the sound lab for hours. And this one girl like came in, we were all like, you know, bleary eyed and she was like she comes in it's like 9 30 the night before it's due and she's like so like how long has this been taking everyone we're like four days <laughs> um and then she just like didn't show up the next day. well i mean yeah. she actually had the like the real life version of the dream we have where we're yeah. like hey, well, I know what I'm here. yeah we're like no way you there's there's it is physically impossible for you to get this test done yeah one night Bless her heart. She tried. So R.I.P. Yeah. I yeah, passed yeah. away. Oh, God. Is she alive? Someone uh. check on her. We all just assumed she didn't want to take that final. Uh, but terrible. set design was the most work I've ever done in it's my life. It's very hard, it isn't so it? so hard. I had it, too. And I, that was something that I already... I had such interest in because I wanted to be an interior designer like around the time that that's what I was taking when I had decided maybe I wouldn't do theater stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was really stubborn and bitter about how hard it was because I wanted to have a natural aptitude because I enjoyed it so much yeah. versus something else that I maybe didn't care about as much but it was like easy for me. I felt resentful of. The I, was house. Like, I want to be this great. Yeah, I want to just like, like take just, to it. Oh, you want to, oh, you want it to be a hell in the 1920s? So let me just sketch that out <laughs> yeah. for you. It'll be like the great Gatsby meets. Like I just didn't have. But I exactly. Wanted to have that. Exactly. I, uh, I was like mad because it was taught by a grad student who was like, obviously just, just recreating a class that he was like currently in. And you're like, we're essentially taking this as like an elect, you know, like, but we had to do, so much more work than I think maybe even other quarters of set design. It was like all the drafting and, yeah. all, and, I, and like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. And it, he, he kind of wasn't like teaching us either. It was just like, <laughs> here's what it looks like. And so you have to draft all your sets. I was like, this is a ton of work. Yeah. I remember like being up super, like till three or four multiple times that quarter. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. People who got law degrees. Yeah. Listen, I did a lot of work in theater school is, making my blueprints. little dioramas. Yeah. God, I love a diorama. <laughs> God, I love a It diorama. was also a crazy amount of like your own money you had to spend on supplies. Well, that's true too. And when I took photography classes too, like I guess I didn't, it just didn't occur to me. Somehow it feels like, I was like, well, if I'm at, in college, they, they will provide they, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's Not no scraps we can use from the grad students. Yeah. Like, I have to go to this expensive arts store and buy like the black matte um, poster board to make my, oh my gosh, it was so much yeah, work. Yeah, I know it really does. I think our class started with 16 and ended with four. That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Screw that guy. Man. And then um, did you do, I just realized as you were talking that I totally somehow uh, escaped from even with like four years of, even with Two years of drama in middle school, four years of drama in high school, and being a theater major, I never designed any sound, and I never did anything with lighting. I did set building, for sure. I did yeah. everything, but I didn't do anything. I basically didn't do anything that required being in the booth. I did sound, but I would. Um, I did sound design for a show, and actually, I think I did sound design for two shows, but I didn't know how to actually do any of the equipment. So I always had to have like a co- I was like, I'll make all the cues. Oh, I have this great idea for like this. I'm going to make this song go backwards. And like, <laughs> so you know, why don't you take care of that for yeah, me? Yeah, like uh, my friend did, um, he directed House of Blue Leaves our senior year. Mm-hmm. And um, the, oh gosh, now I can't remember. But there's like someone, the da- mom or dad who wants to be a jazz singer. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But I, I can't w- either. I think it's John Guare. That's about all I yes, have. Yes, exactly. Um, I was like, 
oh, I know, for pre-show and intermission, I'm going to have like people from the theater community who aren't singers record jazz standards so that like it's all sounds like people oh, who can't i like this see and that was like fun and so i was like that's my big idea and then i roll in they're like okay so did you put in like the contracts from the student center to like rent out um you know like <laughs> the soundboard the speakers like i was like no i don't, I don't know how to do any of that like an artist, didn't you hear my great you. idea <laughs> about and i'm not gonna tell them guys right, right. they're gonna like fumble through the song and that's gonna be the point <laughs> won't it be great and i was yeah. like yeah cool thanks for doing that uh-huh. 10 minutes of you work are not in any way sound designer <laughs> thank you for putting all yeah. the sound cues on a like cd and uh-huh. showing up and being like that's it right so you made us a mix you yeah. made us a mix <laughs> yeah. that's what basically made a mix yeah for it. yeah <laughs> no where did you go to college northwestern oh okay I just ha- have no- Northwestern in my head because the um, last Radio Lab episode is called Debatable, and it's about um, this this uh, debate, this huge debate competition that I guess Northwestern consistently wins. But, yes, we do have yeah. a really good debate team. That was was that anything you ever got into? No, I did mock trial in high school and was like super into that because we didn't have a debate team or forensics, which was like a huge thing when I so many people from theater had done were like, you know oh, that's, I've seen them at competition. That was like the comedy duo partner of that girl who like smoked cigarettes. Uh-huh. It was like all this weird forensic gossip that people knew. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, that like all these people who knew each other once they got to school, even though they were from all over the country, they're like, oh, that's that's Nick Nellis. He's, he's one for hum- humor and terp. Uh-huh. Like what? A um, whole little world that was yeah, going like this on. Whole world. These co- joined people from different schools. Totally. And What's, what did you, what was, I didn't, we didn't have any sort of a mock. I mean, I'm familiar with it, but, and I feel like I would have loved it, but I don't think we had the best that. Anything. thing. Were you a lawyer? Were you, uh, uh-huh. I was a lawyer. So I did that my freshman year at Northwestern too. And then it was like, I went in undecided. And then after like two weeks, I was like, Oh, actually I, I need to be a theater major. I was a little like maybe I do need to be a lawyer and then very quickly I was like oh I just really liked my high like I liked doing it with my friends and those teachers not that the people at Northwestern were bad it was just like it was a different level of of kind of like more the I would say the boring real stuff I guess well yeah Yeah, like the book stuff rather than like passionately pounding the table your honor right like I couldn't just object relevance I have to object like 404 versus you know like references to past cases exactly so like it got a little more like I think actually what I like is improv yeah yeah (laughs) yeah, I like like objecting and making making stuff up on my on my feet but mock trial is like um uh your school so everyone in the competition is using the same case and you you is it multiple multiple like multiple groups each each trying the same case so to speak yeah exactly so like in orange county where i grew up there were like it was pretty big there were like 35 schools or something so you would go in and you would do a trial and it would be your like defense against their prosecution oh okay same case and similar to debate yeah yeah and like you'd put up kids would play your witnesses and um, so I would love to go see something like this. Oh my I god, think. it's so great! It's so fun, and I was really obsessed with it. Like, super into it. Um, but so you would do like uh, your direct examination, which is like your witness, um, and your opening and closing statement could all be like pretty much like rehearsed. But your cross, you could have it, but like you had to be able to like think on your feet, and you could. Because like, you didn't totally know. You didn't totally know. Like they were you present. know their statements, so hopefully they're like 
not going to just make stuff up, but then you can impeach them, which is like really cool. Um, but then objections were the like part that you could just, that's just you yeah. jumping in. <laughs> and I loved that stuff. I bet. Were you, did you feel you consistently were sustained versus overruled? Yeah. My sophomore year though, my first year I did it, I was like objected. And when I was arguing and then the judge said his ruling and then I was like, permission to be heard your honor actually like this is inc- totally inconsistent with blah 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 whatever i said and he was like yeah that's why i sustained your objection counselor oh, i was like <laughs> on your side what over I, versus i just like didn't hear him or right, whatever right. i just like was too like hyped up about yeah. like no this can't get in <laughs> this can't get in this will ruin our case and i uh i i said my bad your honor which sort of became my bad. yeah by Amazing. the time i was like a senior and like <laughs> it was like this story the coaches used to tell like other new lawyers of like Jessica said my bad you're under in court you know Uh like and now now look at her (laughs) like (laughs) this once this rugged yeah exactly we have four piece of uncut marble exactly chiseled into that can be you oh that's amazing I was obsessed with it It I would love I would love to do that I think um that sounds like the level I mean, like, I guess that's a way I could characterize my interest in the law, which is I have a high school level interest. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, yeah, if you I could a college go level interest, that, you're like, eh. Sounds like a lot of rating. There was also this time in college where Kanye was com- like, did a concert at Northwestern and I was doing a mock trial tournament like in Des Moines. And I was like, I'm doing college wrong. I need uh-huh. to like, <laughs> like, <laughs> so available for this like I can't, I, uh, ah. I have to stop doing this. Um, but yeah. So you, uh, so you, what took you to Northwestern from Orange County? Where in Orange County are you from? You are Belinda. Okay. So that's like north and inland. It's pretty close to Anaheim. Like mm-hmm. we can hear the fireworks from my house at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It's the birthplace of Nixon. Beautiful. So it's a pretty braggy brag brag. Pretty, but yeah, you know that's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Cradle of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's more like horse trails and hills than like beachy Orange County. Um, lot, lot of big old churches, mm-hmm. a lot of like very wholesome. Were your, wh- how, what were you like other than being a wonderful objector <laughs> who was sustained frequently? Um, like in your, in that context? Yeah. Sort of what were you, I mean, were you going to a big church or no, were you we were, a rebel? So we, I'm raised Catholic, which was like strangely treated like, an alien religion. Oh, interesting. It was What's the most pervasive, just like, just evangelical, evangelical like Christian. new wave. I mean, some denominations of Christian, but mostly like non-denominational, you know, rock and roll Jesus churches. Mm-hmm. And some of them are like cool and rad, but there were like people who came to me and they were like, you're going to hell because you worship Mary. Like I was like, mm. and we, I also grew up in a big like, Mormon population mm-hmm. and they were like, we got to convert all those Mormons. And to me, it always just felt like, that's the pecking order like yeah you're gonna so go the evangelicals <laughs> also disdained the mormons they disdained and the, the catholics, catholics yeah. yeah and we only had like two jewish kids at our school but i'm sure they would have been all over it but uh-huh. it was like that just seems so st- strange yeah no kidding so it was like weird i was like uh it's not something you think about i i don't think about when i think about um you know Orange county i guess oh yeah 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 that's a big part of it hmm. that's very much like the, the mormon part doesn't surprise me because i have a little bit of history in that but um that's not so much more cloak than it is it's just like i'm tired of making these guys listen to me talk about mormonism but my mom's mormon anyway uh but uh but that yeah i guess i would have imagined it would just be more like i guess i i think i have a 
predisposition in a in a shitty way that I should apologize for for thinking more of kind of evangelical born again that kind of thing as being more of a southern yeah. or middle America thing and it's not. Orange candy is very red. I mean like Yeah, that's and, true. And I think it has had a history of like some of that being like mostly financially driven and I think that's still part of like some of that but it's also it is like socially conservative. Yeah. So to me it feels like there are things that are you, oh yeah that's a very socal thing that when i go to orange county it feels like consistent with los angeles or san diego county but then there are other parts about like growing up orange county and then now living in los angeles that they feel worlds apart yeah absolutely worlds and worlds absolutely apart. that's an interesting thing about california i'm sure this is true of many places but um for me i can't say the same thing having lived in arizona but like living in san francisco or living in la just the disparity of everything um socioeconomic in either direction cultural in either in any direction Mm -hmm. from a certain point outside of a a major city it's just everything's completely changed and you don't you know you just don't necessarily you can't expect like oh this is california California. it's all the yeah oh no it's so it's a lot like i think illinois in that way where it's like yeah the stuff that's around the cities is very like liberal and progressive and then you get outside of that and it is it is like red state. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I took my driver's test out in like an easier place to take it. Mm-hmm. That was like essentially like they have rodeos out there and it was yeah. still close enough that that's where I took my driver's test, you know, nice. um, Norco. I failed it once, um, passed it the second time. I was, I was thinking about that the other day. I, I have a f- sense that I might have failed it the first time I took it, but I can't remember, but that's like a weird memory to make up. So surely I must have. Yeah. I mean, I was, I feel like it was kind of traumatic for me. Yeah. California is such a car culture that it was well, like. Well, that's true. Yeah. Oh I my gosh. You're not getting your license like uh, immediately. How, how long, like how long do you have to wait before you can take it again? I can't remember. I think maybe like six weeks. Okay. That was made up though. Uh-huh. Okay, I was going to say anything between six weeks and three months. Like I remember it not being a giant chunk of time because the first time I failed it, was election day and i remember thinking would i rather pass this test or john Kerry win uh-huh. <laughs> i would rather john making Car- a bargain yeah i would rather yeah. john Kerry win i would rather yeah. i will think of the whole instead of just me and, and then yet, neither happened yeah. <laughs> um and i actually like went to mock trial practice that night and we were all like watching the states come in um and uh yeah so like that was cheated a, on both ends. Yeah. What um what do you have come from a big family? I'm the youngest of three. Oh, okay. Um, and then kind of like my dad's one of five and my mom's one of six, and most of that was like local. So my extended family was kind of big and like Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean I guess like it is cool. I liked cool. that. Like we had a good amount of like family gatherings and like I liked that feeling of like, oh, there's always just people everywhere. Sure, sure. Yeah. Did you um what you're the youngest did you have like sibling rivalry of any kind or were you guys pretty tight i feel like i'm a real classic youngest i'm a real like attention seeking like placating like let's avoid tension at all costs and just like be silly um and also like a sort of like always very obsessed with my older two siblings like Mm -hmm. And they well, come boys or girls or one's a boy, one's a girl. Yeah. My brother's the oldest and they're only two years apart. And then it's four years between my sister and I. So my brother's six years older than me. And they were more like going through school, yeah. you know, together. And I was more the kids, kid sister. And I very much like took a page out of both of their 
my brother, super smart and like great student. Um, and, but kind of one of those like smart guys who like barely studied and got like the highest, yeah, highest grade in the class. Like one of those annoying uh-huh. people. Um, listen, I, but from the things that I was naturally good at younger, I sort of feel like I suffered in a different way because you don't know the value of failing at certain things. Oh the yeah. value of like, or how scary it is for the things that you are bad at because you feel like, Oh, I just, I just must be a sucky person yeah. now that I can't do this thing that requires work and time and effort. Uh, and my so, brother and I both do that where we like, if we're not good at something, we just stop trying. Yeah. Cause we're like, Ugh. I don't want to like spend time on this. Like this isn't worth it. I only have so many hours in the day. I'm not going to get good at golf ever. Right. Right. So let's just never try. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I really understand that. And I feel like I've, it took me a lot longer to push past that than I, than I would have thought would be true for like a well-intentioned kid. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, even still there's stuff where I'll try something and I'll be like, this is hard. And I have to go like, you know what? Maybe it gets more fun. What if it, what if it, more, what if it, what if you feel better when you do it more and you get better at it? What yeah. would that be like? I know it's hard for, that's something I definitely identify with that. And it is like, I think that I, I didn't have a hard time in school either, but I definitely worked a little, I had more areas that I had to work than, than my brother did. Um, like, I think we we're both more like history, language arts side of the brain. And, but I think he additionally was like, good at math and science and I like hit a wall with it in a, like a very sad and abrupt way where I had always been like in accelerated math yeah and then ninth grade I was like what happened like <laughs> I got my period and stopped being able to do math <laughs> not trying to connect in gender just in timing um yeah. and it was really like so s- s- but I, I think know. the same thing happened to me <laughs> it was a bummer you're saying that and I'm remembering like I was such a little hot shot in out al- in like algebra one or two whatever yeah. algebra one probably in eighth yeah. grade and then geometry in ninth grade, I just was not present for. And it was my first class of the day. Yeah. Which like, good luck to my first <laughs> class of the day. You know what I mean? That's an yeah. early class. It's super early. Like eight o'clock, you're sitting in school by yeah. eight. I took... What's, I was a zombie. I both... All three of us did. Um, we took what's called zero period at our high school for for all four years. It was my, my first class of the day was at 6.55. <laughs> yeah. What was, what were they, what would those classes be? So sometimes they were like good and easy or easier. Like my freshman year, I took choir zero period. My sophomore year, I took Spanish two. So that was like a real class. And then junior year, yeah, I took, I took honors English. Um, And then senior year, I took an incredible weightlifting class. Hey, wow. Just weightlifting. Yeah. Did you get buffed? No. Ripped? It was like 40 dudes and three girls. You had to have That's two so PE funny. credits to graduate. And I like all the sports were six period, but that was also when some theater classes were. So I just never took mine too. Yeah. Theater was six period every Why single year, that? all four years. And like if you're in the show, then that, that's that sport like continues after school. Yeah. And that's now, probably when your rehearsal is yeah. or yeah, no, it really made it impossible. It was a bummer. So I played soccer until high school and then I was like, I guess I'll say goodbye to this. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I had to do one more and I took weightlifting, which was basically like you'd run a, a quarter of a mile, a little warm up mile, mm-hmm. which meant we would also take roll out on the track. Okay. So um, because I was like late in getting my license, I was in this like overflow parking lot that was actually pretty close to the track. Uh-huh. And I would always cut it 
way too close to get to school, obviously. And I would go and park and ho- and I would be in my gym clothes with my school clothes like in my backpack. So I'm already like in my because they've it's now it's supposed to be 655. But you're probably at the track at 705 because it's giving you time to change. But I'm like, well, I'll just take that yeah. time. Oh, to yeah. No, no, be asleep no. Asleep or like wait for my Cut every corner. Yeah. Keep talking. I'm just close this window because there's someone doing work outside. Working on their garden. <laughs> um, so I would like hop that fence and run to the track. And you weren't considered tardy if you made it by your name. But this coach who'd been there since like the school opened. I mean, this w- couldn't sound more Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Like, you literally <laughs> yeah. hop the fence. But M is exactly the midpoint of the alphabet. So because he would do this great little trick because he knew that was something people would do. So he would alternate starting at A or Z. But for me, it never mattered because I was God, M. That is good. Yeah. Because I was about to say like, uh, v, I would have had a few extra minutes of sleep. Nuh-uh. You want to know. Weasel. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's was so funny that he he knew that much that yeah. that was a thing. That oh, he was, he was like, so oh, he was so funny. He had such a good, like great, dry sense of humor. Um, and he uh, he was like, we were the Eldorado Hawks. He had tons of Hawk pride. And he was but he had never gone to see a play in his in his like 30 years of teaching at that school and i was like you're gonna come see the musical this year coach conley so he came and saw the musical which was the pajama game Mm -hmm. and uh i played babe um the doris day character and so for the rest of the year he called me the babe and um uh (laughs) he like i hate it hate running and was always like on Fridays, we had to run the mile, and I would be like the last person, and he'd be like, the babe, round and lap three. <laughs> uh, it was so funny, and he would let us put on um, our own music, like bring in like a mix CD, which I'm great at making. Sure, I yeah, know that This is like true. a precursor for my yeah. sound designer days. <laughs> and everyone, it was that so- part is cool, though, because that makes a huge difference, the oh, yeah. music. When you- and people were pretty cool about like trying to make like pretty universal choices. It was actually like a pretty tight class like everyone was really like nice to each other it was really fun it was a lot of dudes like getting serious about getting their lift on while the three girls like we stood outside and played catch with a medicine ball (laughs) 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 or just be like we're gonna today you had to like tell him what your goals were you'd be like this week we're gonna plank we're gonna do a lot of you know like it was so silly and he didn't care there were enough guys i think who were like taking it seriously for him to like engage with that he didn't care that not just the three girls but like half of the class was like kind of just bullshitting. I around. feel like once you get that run out of the way, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big commitment in the morning. Yeah, to exactly. Get, I, mean, it, I would like to think that sort of peps you up for the day, at least like even if you're begrudging about it. I honestly it love I mean, you were doing it. exercise just by jumping the fence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just by getting there on time. I loved it. I mean, senior, I think is already like really fun, but I think it was like, it ended up being this weird highlight of my time. So this one time I made a mix CD and it was all like classic rock to begin with. And people were like, cool, McKenna, good playlist. And then I was like, ha, ha, ha. Because like four songs in, it was like um, the lioness chant from the Broadway version of Lion King. <laughs> and everyone's like, what the hell is this? Or then like songs from Moulin Rouge and stuff. And they're all like, what is this? And my friend took weightlifting the next year and told me that Coach Conley would put on my CDs. <gasps> He loved him. The was, babe. The babe. He this had, one goes out to, to the, the babe. babe. Yeah. yeah. So was that stuff that was that um was that the music that you were into? Were you super into like show tunes and stuff? Which I don't mean in a disrespectful no, way. No, I was into before, sh- I was into show tunes for sure. Um I'm actually like just getting kind of high school nostalgic because it's St. Patrick's Day week. 
And this is like the one week a year I go back to my flogging Molly days, which is... Well, that's nice. You know what? It's convenient that tomorrow's episode is, is you on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, McKenna. Yeah. Because, yeah, we can uh, celebrate it in style I, by listening to this podcast episode, guys. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't have... I couldn't have known that, that uh, St. Patrick's Day stirred up nostalgic feelings for high school and you really feel ser- like serendipity. Yeah, I know, right? I'm... Uh, I love loved them like that was my jam that was like the first band that I liked that I didn't like steal from my sister you know Mm -hmm. it wasn't like yep yep someone that's someone my sibling had played for me um it is a different kind of pride of ownership yeah it's your own discovery but it was also kind of before I was getting into like I was also really into like Ben Folds and Postal Service and Coldplay, which were probably like, these are cool bands. Yeah. I knew Floggy Molly was like more niche or whatever. Or I was like, I was self-aware of like, this is crazy. This is like Irish punk rock. This is so kind of silly, but I love it. Yeah. And um, it was the first concert I got dropped off at when I was 15 at the at um, House of Blues in downtown Disney. Oh, amazing. And I didn't understand what and where a mosh pit was and how immediate it happens. <laughs> so my like high school boyfriend and I and one other friend were just like dead set on getting just as close as we could. So we're standing like right there in the front and then they start playing and I like immediately get doused in Guinness (laughs) and like shoved like 15 year old me is um, a real wisp of a person. Uh Like, (laughs) and I just got like, uh, I just remember, I, I think I wasn't even dating my high school boyfriend yet. And I remember him grabbing me like a football (laughs) like in my mind my feet aren't on the ground i'm sure they were but he was like a hockey player and kind of just like muscled me out but it was so shocking like i didn't understand how quickly it happened because they started by all coming out and singing danny boy in like beautiful harmony and i was like about to cry so Mm -hmm. this is amazing yeah this is what I can expect this is what i like this is what i want yeah oh my gosh they're singing this like classic irish song how beautiful I'm a little like disproportionately proud of how Irish I am. Well, that was my, that was, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause once we finish this uh, particular bit about you almost being crushed to death, yeah. we can talk about your Irish <laughs> yeah. pride. Yeah. Uh, so it was like so beautiful. And then they like hit the chord of like some of one of their hard songs and just immediately, like I couldn't comprehend how fast it happened. Yeah. I think I knew mosh pits were a thing. I think they took in my mind. I was like, that's probably like a second act thing. Like, <laughs> Like, you have to ramp up to that. You don't just, like, right. immediately mosh, but right. you immediately mosh. Yeah, makes sense. I, and the fact that it happened at Downtown Disney, too, I know, right? Like just the right amount of danger. Like, people are of... taking, like, a, the tram right behind yeah. you. <laughs> We're dropping you off at uh, Mickey and Friends Parking. Oh, that's Here's House great. of Blues. That's where, great. And I was, like, nervous about smelling like beer, but it's, like, obvious, like, you know, yeah, I got, like... People Doused. spilled beer. Yeah, if it's your clothes yeah, rather than your, your breath, breath, that's yeah. probably a good sign that yeah. you got doused. Did you? Um, God, don't worry, I'm getting back to the Irish thing. But did you go to Disneyland frequently, the way many Orange County teens I did, do? Yeah. Did? yeah, I had like the pass, and mm-hmm. um, we had a pass growing up, um, so we would go. I know at and my my brother and sister. So my brother was a um, percussionist and a piano player, and my sister was a, a singer both still are I don't know I'm using past tense but like I mean in the high school sense our mm-hmm. choir and band would perform at Disneyland oh sure um, so one time my mom like or a couple times my mom would like take me out of school to go see them which was always like really cool yeah I'd go out on a school day 
go see your sister sing and then be at Disneyland. That's fantastic. Do yeah. you feel like you, do you still love it or do you kind of feel like you exhausted it because you went so much? I love it still. Okay. I like came back around. I'm, I don't know why I'm so pleased, but I am. <laughs> I'm like on, in defense of Disneyland. I love I'm it. I'm pleased. It's so magical and it's so like, uh, I feel like this is like the classic adult thing to say about it, but it's like the details, you know? I, I will I, say it a thousand times with you. You just appreciate and it. Like, and if you're lucky enough, and I'm, I was lucky enough to go every year or sometimes multiple times a year from Arizona. Yeah. Um, it is like because the ways in which it changes feel very manageable and they feel like so much of it stays the way it was. Yeah. They're really good at that so that it's not unlike major holidays for some people. Um, it is this kind of way of checking in with this thing that feels like right. I'm ageless now. Right. And that, I, that has totally remained the same. Like I still, and I, re- I, I really check out on certain things in a good way when, when I go, go back to that, that place. I know I'm a little nervous about Star Wars land. I know I am too, but I don't know too much about it. Other I got to believe in them. Closed right now. They haven't let me down. And I do remember also like, give it time like you know like when california adventure first opened everyone was like this is like lame there aren't that many rides right it's like not worth it being its own park it should have just been a land this is bullshit Uh and now (laughs) such first world problems oh my god i don't care for this i don't care for the pier (laughs) i don't care for that ferris wheel there's not enough here for a whole day this is not warranted and now i feel like i always i get very serious when i go um, I like love holding everyone's tickets and being like in charge of fast pass uh-huh, mm-hmm. sort of like negotiation. Okay, here, I'm going to run ahead. We can get another one at 1155. I'll meet you guys over there. That's where the bathroom is. Like, here we go. Yeah. And my plan usually defer, like I usually start at California Adventure now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I feel like some, some of like my must ride cars ride is just cars is amazing. Dream. Midway mania. I love. Yeah. Tar- super fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll I'll say this in defense of Star Wars Land. If it's not immediately like the best thing ever, I feel like it'll grow. It'll grow. Us. We'll grow with it. <laughs> I love. I, I do play the love Star Spangled Land. Banner in the background yeah. quietly and reverently. Whoa. Or Danny Boy. Yeah, as the case may be. Or when you wish upon a star. Sure. And Walt's just t- t- patting my head. <laughs> yeah, tenderly, yeah. as um. if you're a tiny Mickey. Um. Do, so, okay. So let's talk about this I- Irish pride. Is that something you got from your parents or is that something you kind of figured out on your own? Um, so I get incensed because everyone claims like their Irishness. Um, my dad was born there. So I have, I feel yeah. like, and I feel like some people don't recognize that for the Trump card that it is. You know, they're like, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm 50% Irish. I'm like, really? You're uh-huh. 50. You're really? Yeah. Who's your last relative to come over? They're like, I don't know. I think like four grandma's back. Yeah. It's like, this is it. This is a bit. Uh, yeah. And it is such a weird American thing, like claiming other cultures as part, like, you know, like in a, you know, it is just a little more unique to us, I feel like. Well, I think there's, I mean, it depends on, <laughs> it depends on what you're feeling about being Caucasian is. Yeah. Um, and I think that that can be, it can, it, it can spill over into like, and I don't, I, I'm not, I'm, I definitely don't mean that in like a, like a, uh, Confederate, uh, black hating way by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. I'm speaking more of people who feel like they have no culture. 
because they're white and sure. because they just feel like what there's nothing we? interesting about me. All I feel is like I'm related to the people who have done the worst things in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I think when, yeah. particularly when you have something that feels that specific and that is like a treasured culture, and by the way, is a culture that has been stomped upon, right? You know, uh, by imperialists, etc. Then there is th- there's something really lovely about being able to feel that and feel connected to it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's making a big deal out of it. I guess. I mean, that's no. making a big philosophical deal. No, I out get of what it, you're but- saying. I'm being a dick. Um, no, I think it's great. No, but no, I would, I'm being, I would, like, no, I'm I hold on to you it. are. Everyone, <laughs> everyone, it can, everyone can claim it. Everyone I, can claim no, it. But, no, but I think I would, I would have, I would feel that way too. Cause I am more, way more distantly, you know, Irish and Scottish and, and I feel like I want to lean into that for all the reasons that I said. Which oh yeah. Is like to have, I get that, which is like, I don't know what to claim as my culture. If not and I this. love that you, and I, and I, and I would, I mean, I think I really would. I just really, yeah, I really, so my dad was born there, so, and my mom, like, but my mom, like, would come and teach uh, a jig to our class every year, which was amazing, and then uh, Lucky the Leprechaun would knock on the door, it was great, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I've been back twice, um, and it's just, like, beautiful and lovely, but I do like, I, I do like associating myself with, there are negative sides to every culture, I think, but, like, that's sort of, if a culture's known for, like, being... Mary, I know they're also known for like never talking about problems and being deeply sad. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I don't it's know. almost like it's a complex. Yeah, it's uh, almost like it's like more emotions. complicated than like just a simple a cabbage dinner That's on right. one night a week or one night a year. That's right. But it was funny when I went backpacking in Europe when I, um, two of my friends who are like their heritage is like uh, Eastern Jew. Um, I feel like people I maybe it was like a racist thing but everywhere we went people would talk to me versus the two of them like hmm. waiters or hmm. service people like <laughs> one of my friends who was there was his name is Kyle Warren not a hard name right we were like yeah. checking into our hostel in Dingle and they were like title Warren and we we're like no it should be under Kyle Warren <laughs> Kyle Warren we're like what <laughs> and then I was like or Jessica McKenna they're like ah yes here it is <laughs> <laughs> so weird and like there were like funny That's things like really that would funny. happen uh, and I did feel very like um, I don't know I do feel like connected to it when I when I've been there where it's like oh, man I can or even like a relative of ours picked picked us up from the airport and I had met him once when I was five and we didn't make any specific arrangements for how I was going to know him, meet him. I didn't have a sign and we were delayed. And suddenly they were like, my friends kind of Annabeth were like, so how's like your cousin? And he's like an older man who I know as brother Joseph. Cause he's a Christian brother. He's not my brother, but they were like, how's he going to find us? And I was like, I actually don't know. And we tried to get on an intercom and they wouldn't let us. And then I was just looking around and I was like, um, it's him. Wow. And he did the same thing with me. He was like, yeah, you look like your Aunt Denise. And that's kind of great. Yeah. So there's like cool stuff about that. But mostly like I have uh, a close friend who like has red hair and can hold whiskey better than I can. <laughs> um, but he and he spent a year there in high school. So we have like a fake slash real argument about who's more Irish. Sure you do. Yeah, sure you do. Does your extended family, you said that you're um you had a big extended family in Orange County, and part of that was your dad's family. Do mm-hmm. they all have that same relationship? Have your cousins also been back? And No, I don't have as many cousins on that side. Um, and I think my sister also is, like, not as into it. My brother and I – I mean, she's definitely connected to it, but my brother and I, like, 
at one point we're trying to figure out if we could get dual citizenship and my sister was like nah I don't know. Like, yeah. that's fine. Like, I don't know if I like need to go through that paperwork. She like loves it in a, a similar way, but I, my brother has been back and, um, I don't know if it's like, there was, were a bunch from outside of that. Like they, um, my dad's family, he has like 50 first cousins. They're huge oh, wow, Catholic wow, wow, family. Wow. So how do you feel about the conflict of like Northern? Yeah. Iron, yeah. I mean like, we're from the North and Catholic. So there you go. yeah. Um, I think it's because that's your one removed, right? So that's where I think that's in, of interest to me because yeah. it's interesting to sort of, I think that that one removal gives me like all that distance to just be like, pick the parts I like, uh-huh, you know? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and even like my dad was pretty young when he came. So, I mean, my dad, has had like a couple moments where he's made jokes about like, I think like in high school I had a big crush on Jamie Bell who plays Billy Elliot. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, he, he's continued to work, but that's uh-huh. when I had a crush. <laughs> that's when I had a crush on him. Fair, but, fair, fair, um, fair. I was saying like, Oh, I just like, Oh, British boys are so cute. And I remember my dad was like, you will never date a British boy. Like so he does have it. He yeah. has a little bit of that. Like, no to the, to, you know, I'm not, British I'm you know I'm Irish and your mom is she she is like been her family's been in America a really long time on one side we're connected to like the we're related to the John Winthrop the first governor of Massachusetts Mm -hmm. so she has some of her part that could almost be like you know daughters of the American Revolution and then also Irish um a little more recently a little bit of French a little bit of Cherokee because her mom her mom's from Oklahoma and they were like you know but yeah, not not anything like super recent. Yeah, it, were you um, were you a, a, well, I mean, I guess I I sort of feel like I have my answer because of the flogging Molly at Downtown Disney <laughs> story. But did you were you a well behaved kid in terms yeah. of like you didn't like rebel or you didn't <laughs> even not rebel but do things in secret as you were being a good kid? I think all three of us were like pretty good. My brother had like the most rebellious kick to him, and even still it was pretty mild and mostly just like his senior year of high school and a little bit of just being like in, in college, just like, I think his own like separating, like I'm different from you. Right. One time, like my dad had to go pick him and his friend up from like a rave because neither of them knew how to drive a stick shift, which my dad quotes as like the most embarrassing part of the story. Uh Not that they had like lied and gone to a rave and that maybe like, like, one of them had been on drugs or anything like that was that neither of them could drive a stick shift. <laughs> and if you're in a place with your family where you're still calling your dad to pick you up from the rave because you can't yeah. do the stick shift, you're probably, you're probably, yeah. yeah. Otherwise you would like spend the night on a bus. But bus exactly. Stop, you know yeah. I mean? Or you'd like keep the party going or yeah. you'd like try Fuck to yeah. drive it into a, ru- uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just and then, uh, make it work. My sister was like, so like backtracking a little bit, she was like the other side of the things I wanted to do. She was like in the musicals and has an amazing voice. And like, so when, by the time, because I'm still close enough, by the time I went to high school, people were like, if it was, uh, you know, oh, oh, you're Tim McKenna's sister. Oh, you're Kathleen McKenna's sister. I definitely had that big time, which I think is why mock trial I loved because neither of them had done it because everything else, like one of them had done and right, done right. well. Like they were like, but yeah, they were great. I mean, my sister... I watched her do a little bit of the like back talk thing, but like such a level that no network exec would like ever allow it to exist uh-huh. in like uh, any TV show. They'd yeah. be like, this is not realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but she would get her like privileges taken away for like, you know, s- m- 
oh, you you didn't like do well on that math test. You know, like yeah. super not, no one was like, I don't know. We you were ran just the like, car we into just, the like, side nine. of the house. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. were all like pretty like straight laced. And I think my parents got divorced when I was 14. So then it was just my mom and I because my brother was away at school and my sister was around, but she was at school. She went to Chapman, which is local. So it was just us in the house like day to day. And I was just like, even though they barely ever got in trouble, when I was back, like sitting back as the youngest watching them get in trouble, I was like, oh, this is very short-sighted. Right, right, you, right. You like right. get your, you have to stay in. You like get your phone taken away. Yeah. Like this is like stupid. Why would you ever talk back? Yeah. I'm just going to like, do whatever mom wants all the time. Right. <laughs> probably like, I'm going to get away with it yeah. by being a good, good kid. kid. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to earn privileges by showing her. She can trust yeah. me. <laughs> like, gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Worked the system. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, and I was friends with people who were having like parties with like drinking and stuff. A, I think I was just never invited. Cause I think I was like just a tear removed from that cool kid crowd or whatever. And B, I like, I went back once and looked at my senior calendar and I had something every weekend of my senior year, like a play, mm-hmm. a mock trial tournament, a theater competition, a voice competition, mm-hmm. you know? So like I only hung out with those type of kids at like school dances or yeah. like school events. So I was just like a nerd, just a tame. And you're, you've mentioned your boyfriend, but you weren't sure if you, he had become your boyfriend yet when you were 15. Did you have one kind of serious relationship mm-hmm. when you did finally have one? Yeah. And, you know, we just like held hands and kissed on the cheek. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like we were also <laughs> very tame. And like, uh, yeah, we started dating my junior year. He was a year older. So then we like continued dating my senior year, but he hadn't gone to Boston. So it was like long distance. But yeah, he was like my main my main jam mm-hmm. also irish but not as irish as me so <laughs> don't ever settle for any that's, that's a lesson yeah for, for you all I, keep the, the faith yeah <laughs> keep the faith and were you did you you say you were raised catholic but were you raised more culturally catholic or were you religiously catholic i.e you guys did go to mass and stuff i was like b plus intensity because my mom was raised like um various denominations of christianity but and converted to marry my dad so she she liked catholicism she took to it she liked certain like sacred feeling things about mass um and definitely there were like some things that we didn't connect to just some of the like evangelical trends in our area of like feeling like some of some of those things and some of those people were starting to gear like a little hate-filled um uh, so I think my we, my mom and I both kind of liked that until like eventually her church also told her to vote on Prop 8. So it was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, guys, yeah, we yeah. thought you were going to like hold out. Yeah. Um, but we were, uh, we were like, we went, all of us went through CCD. So we went through all um, the sacraments, not all the sacraments, but the sacraments you do like as a youth. Um, and I did like that, you know, Bible study once a week until 10th grade. So, I mean, that's like fairly intense, I guess. Um, but we were like, both because we were busy children and like both my siblings played like travel soccer, we basically like would go to mass. I feel like we were like a once a month family. We weren't like full Christmas Easter only, but we were like, we were not there every Sunday. Yeah. And we were not like, my mom was pretty was definitely the the parent who was like more involved in our spiritual upbringing. And she, because she wasn't raised Catholic, I think was a little like 
the most important thing is to like love your neighbor and you know she was a little more laid back Mm -hmm. um well it sounds like it's always interesting to see where like if one of your siblings had been a, like a real black sheep, so to speak. Yeah. I wonder if it would have been enforced more, but it sounds like you guys were all pretty well-rounded and nobody's really worried about you. So maybe it is the sort of like, well, we are, we're in a good place. Yeah. Your parents are, you know, in a good place with each other. Your kid, you know, the siblings are all doing fine. You yeah. Know, you're busy, think- you're successful in your endeavors, you know, that sort of thing. My mom had always kind of been like, Hey, this is something personal. Like you will, you will make this decision, you know, However, you ultimately like this will come down to you. Yeah. Um, and my sister s- stopped like when she started dating her um, high school boyfriend who became her husband. Uh, he like went to um, a non-denominational non-denomina- church and that like responded. My sister responded more to that. Like mm-hmm. she's I think like I don't know what it was initially that got I. But she still is like very involved, but not with a Catholic church. She yeah. was like, I'm not, not into that. I think I have a, th- I feel like it started as like a music thing. And then maybe she's just like, oh no, actually everything about it is better for me because it's like more updated because mm-hmm. mass is, you know, the same all the time. Right. Except for the homily, but all of it is Which the same. can be really appealing to people who, la- who like enjoy that sort of comforting ritual. It's almost like the same thing we talked about, about what part of your brain gets kind of touched when you go to Disneyland. It's yeah. sort of this, that feeling of familiarity and right. there's something safe about that feeling. I definitely, I just go to church on holidays now, but I definitely feel that like, it does feel like that where I'm like, eh, it's kind of nice to do all these little like, although they've started making these tiny word changes. Oh yeah? That are like, I feel like just to catch you. <laughs> <laughs> like what? There, uh, so you used to say like, um, and peace be with you and also with you. And now you say, and with your spirit. Oh, interesting. I wonder why. No idea. I'm sure there oh. was a reason that was explained in the mass where they changed it, but uh-huh. I wasn't there. <laughs> One time. Yeah. We're only going to explain this once. So yeah. you're not here. <laughs> we know you're not like for real. Yeah. I mean, I did pick up some of that stuff of that like, catholic guilt even though i feel like our family was pretty measured and balanced there was no way to not pick that up if you're like going through ccd and paying attention at all which Mm -hmm. was like you are meant to feel bad about a lot of stuff (laughs) (laughs) you know and that coupled with like my intense like parent pleasing i think kept me like okay i'll never do anything wrong yeah and did you ever go through a phase where you sort of went not went crazy by any stretch but that you sort of were like what Mm-hmm. I definitely like adjusted certain things that I thought, but uh, I don't know. I mean, like I, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> that's not a requirement. I mean, at I, all. I had like a wilder time in college, you know, or um, compared to high school for sure. But even still, like I didn't drink at all my freshman year because I was like, I don't want to. Not because I thought I needed to wait all the way till I was 21. I think I was like, oh, that's like post 18. I really do feel like it's like whatever. Um, but uh, I think for me, I was like, I just want to make sure I'm not peer pressured into it. I want to feel like when I make this decision, it I is my that. decision. Yeah. So I didn't drink until like beginning of my sophomore year. And I do feel like I was always pretty like, I think I really like eased into it. You know, I have like drunken college stories, but not anything that would like. Uh, I think I could tell them all to my mom. You know what right, I mean? Right, <laughs> yeah. You weren't like ready to explode, no, you know, and no. all of a sudden you... Well, I think, I wonder if there's some part of that that's like has something to do with 
being the baby again and kind of the age difference where you got to, if you become observant at a young age about behaviors and stuff, that's another sort of thing that you might have been keyed into the way a less aware person might not be where you sort of look around and you're like, okay, I get this. I'm seeing a lot of drunk people. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot, a lot of like weird behavior. Barfing and, and yeah. like girls not knowing where they ended up. And yeah. like none of that seems like a, yeah. something I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. That's a nice way of, um, I'll take that as a compliment. Get your eyes open. Your yeah. Eyes I think there open. was a little bit of that of like, I've, I think I do feel like, um, I don't like things getting in my way. So, and I think I've been a pretty like driven person. So anything that seemed like, well, that's going to go beyond what I can reasonably control and yeah. could potentially like derail yeah. my path to good for you. <laughs> I say regretfully. <laughs> no. Good for you. I don't know. God bless you. I'm drunk right now. <laughs> I don't know. It might have kept me like, <sighs> I'm, I don't know. I think there's no wrong way, but like, uh, I, yeah, I don't, th- I don't really have. And my mom is like, she has, I just w- spent the weekend in new Orleans with her and we were, fun. Ha- we had a drink in our hand basically constantly. So it was also, my family wasn't like, um, you know, like everyone values like a good time and yeah, uh, well, I mean, you are Irish. There, yeah. I just had to squeak that in. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get into this mash game with you. Okay, great. Uh, I'm looking at some... I always apologize to um, the listeners because I get some really fun mash suggestions and sometimes I remember them and sometimes I, I don't. So I'm trying to look to see if I have some categories of things that I jotted down. Um, here's one that might be fun that I haven't done uh, many times. Uh, this is uh, this is an old classic, I would say, except it's not a classic because I, as aforementioned, have not done them that much. <laughs> um, this would be if you could switch bodies with someone, Freaky Friday style, uh, for a day just to sort of live in their skin and see what their life is like and just you know try it on uh, three. Um, okay. Um one would be my husband because I feel like I don't, he thinks, he he thinks a lot and I feel like I would really, well, I, I wouldn't get in his head. I would just see his life, right? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I guess that's a really good question. I, I mean, I, this is when you start getting when you into freak- magical thinking. I guess you don't really know. <laughs> when you I freaky let's, Friday. Let's include it. Let's include that you freaky Friday, but there's an innate... Uh, ability to observe and understand I'm gonna get a sense processes. of their minds yeah I'm gonna contain my I'm gonna attain my own yeah consciousness but I will be aware of his yeah okay great I'm a, I'll keep that as an answer because I great. feel like I say that all the time like I just wish I understood how your head works yeah um uh oh man Barack Obama okay great got to I gotta see how you deal with some so many haters yeah. And stay just a cool guy. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Agreed. Um, uh, and um, wait, anytime or just right yeah, now? Yeah, anytime. Okay, great. <laughs> um, oh, man. I want to, I feel like I want to time travel then. Sure, sure. I want to get into a different, maybe like, um, uh, you know, um, <laughs> now I'm only interested in my uh, own immediate, um, uh, uh, this is a good question. I don't want to wreck it. I know. I, d- I apologize every mash game for the immediacy of the like response. No, no. Forcing improvisation for something okay, that then uh, defines you in some way. Uh, Gertrude Stein. Great. I'll use my time travel to. That's great. 
being a cool place. Absolutely. Okay. Um, let's see. What else do I have here? I have, oh, three um, like TV families. That's like, oh, that's your alternate universe family. Now, it could be a family, like an actual nuclear sort of family. Or if you want it to be like your workplace comedy family where it's sort of like, that's my other family. Gotcha. Three um, TV families that would be super cool to be a part of. Okay, great. Um, I think I think Parks and Rec's great work family. Um, uh, the Simpsons. Great. Oh, and Friday Night Lights. I want to be raised by oh, Coach and Mrs. Coach. Oh, yeah. Where that gets confusing for me is suddenly I'm like, can I have sex with my yeah. parents? Because they're both very sexy. Am I Connie Britton and, or am yeah. I their daughter? Yeah. Their daughter was like, yeah, I'll be their baby. There you go. <laughs> little baby. Uh, but you can just insert yourself as yourself into yeah, your family okay, and yeah, just perfect. be a part of it too. So that's fantastic. Um, let's do uh, the perennial favorite uh, three food or drink that um, – uh, are not great for you to have all the time in this reality, but in the other reality, they are not only totally fine and safe, but also good for you in some way, and you can have them at the snap of a finger. Great. French fries. Great. Uh, soda. I'm just, I'm like a real recovering soda addict. Yeah. What was your uh, poison? Just straight up Coke. And I yeah. do, I used to probably drink like three or four a day, and now I'm down to like, Two a week. No, oh, that's great. I don't think I'll ever that's get acceptable. Yeah, it's totally two acceptable. Two a week, you earned it. If I could, yeah, I'll never go beyond. I'll never be a person who's like, and now I can't touch it anymore. Yeah, I just love it so much. And two a week is great. Um, and probably chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. The Any t- for uh, particular faves? Just um, pretty gooey. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even just like your own Toll House or whatever, but. Yeah, as if long they, as they say got a mush to them. Yeah, they say bake nine to twelve. You know, I'm only baking for eight minutes. <laughs> Don't lie to yourself. Yeah. You know, I'm only baking for eight to nine minutes. Here's Fantastic. a tip: make sure you take them off the cookie sheet. They'll continue to cook. You know, that's what I mean? sure true. Yeah, and then Boy, you get those, those crispy bottoms. bottoms. <laughs> uh, again. First world problems uh, <laughs> um, that I totally understand. Um, okay, let's do uh, let's do vacation homes, but we'll do um, it can be in real life or in real life, but impossible or total fantasy, like from a book or a movie. Oh, or something like great! That. Um, Hogwarts, great. I just get to like take over a tower. Hell yeah! Um, uh, probably. Maybe like Dingle, Ireland. Mm-hmm. Great, 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 great. And then I'm going to need a warm spot because those are both. I just picked two dreary UK rain factories every time. Um, um, let's go with. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll, let's go Hawaii. Great. I don't want to go anywhere. It's that's, a paradise. It's a paradise. It's Come the, on. It's a shorter flight than Fiji. Certainly, that's true. I have not been to Fiji. Have you? No. I, I, I've been to Australia and New Zealand multiple times, and every time people are like, you need to stop off in Fiji. I actually did stop in Fiji on yeah. my way to Australia and New Zealand with my mom, but it was we were just in the airport for four hours. Yeah. You couldn't so, yeah. really go take a dip. Yeah. I didn't well, dip my toe at all. Next time. <laughs> next time. Uh, okay. Next category is uh, all due respect to your wonderful husband. Okay. Thank you. Whose body you may or may not inhabit <laughs> by the end of the Smash game. Uh, three <laughs> alternate universe uh, sweeties, one night stands, uh, you know, hot sex, but uh, you don't have to talk to them. <laughs> it's totally up to you. Um, my like forever, forever celebrity crush is Ewan McGregor. Wonderful. from. Of course it is. You know, you see Milliners like three times in a row when you're 14. It's yeah. gonna, it's gonna cement itself in Absolutely. your brain. Absolutely. Um, some 
if we're also talking about early um, sexual awakening, some humanized version of Aladdin. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. I used to have Aladdin sheets, and I had, the pillowcase was Aladdin on one side and the genie on the other, and one night I slowly inched my lips over and kissed Aladdin. So Felt so much of that old Catholic guilt. I switched it over <laughs> to, the, to the genie and never slept on the Aladdin side again because I was like, there was a man in my bed. <laughs> Um, oh god I love it and uh, mm. um, I think maybe like Alex Sarsgaard I just saw a picture mm. of him as Tarzan I feel yeah. like I feel like that would be my um, IPT ideal physical type okay got it got it got it I guess I didn't realize IPT was the thing until just now yeah. now I know it sounds very clinical I like yeah it. I was something my, my fr- ideal physical type I don't know what my friend Sarah Grace and I would say in college well he's like kind of my IPT. I like it. It yeah. really does sound super clinical. <laughs> yeah. Very and that's medical. how those conversations Doctor? should be. Doctor. Yeah. Um, okay. Next category is, uh, well, you know what? Let's do some time traveling. Let's say you can visit um, any time for past or future um, and you're safe. You're sort of in a bubble. So you're not going to get, you know, the, the grip, right? <laughs> the croup. Mm. Mm. Cholera. <laughs> does, does killed or disease. Yeah. Yeah. Like your limbs won't rot off because you get some sort of infection is I guess what I'm promising nice. you. Nice. Um, I, uh, we'll do 1920s Paris. Let's do it. Even, and if I double up, this will be embarrassing. Um, and uh, um, Wait, what are you worried about double up? Oh, if I'm like, Additionally, Gertrude Stein in the 1920s. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm reusing. Oh, great. You know, it just increases your chances. That's like right. That's right. I just get to go there. Yeah. I'm buying multiple tickets. That's right. Um, uh, <clears throat> I guess like 1968, sort of like the craziest year. In America? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Be like, well, that's, that's pretty nuts. Yeah. I know. I would like to see that too. Cause it's, I, it's when things are that within our lifetime, but not. Like, yeah, it's sort of adjacent, like that adjacent in this country. It seems like it would be pretty interesting. Ugh, dog. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I just remember my history teacher being like, "People ask me, was it interesting to live through that time?" And I say, "No, it was terrifying." Uh-huh. And I was like, "Well, <laughs> if I could try it for a day." Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like, probably uh, ancient Athens. Okay. Great. Or ancient Egypt, but I think I'm going to go ancient Athens. Okay. I love it. I love it. I think it's a great choice. Thank um, you. I'm just looking to see if I have any more quickie listeners. Well, how about, um, this is this is totally new, but it's sort of loosely based on one I got, but what about like, this is such, this is kind of, this is weird. <laughs> If you could enforce an opinion or change the mind of someone, it could be as limited as like, my grandma never understood why I blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it could also be like, I would love to change this perspective on such and such of the world. Yeah. Three. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I'll go world yeah. uh, death penalty. Great. For it. Just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have asked. I really should have asked. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, <laughs> uh, I would go... Um, uh, 
I would probably go, well, I would probably make my husband just agree with all of my political okay. beliefs all instead right. of all right. just some of them. Just eliminating a whole category of conversations we can have. That's right. I can't. I just want to note to myself that I, these are the worst, um, like shortenings of things <laughs> that I've ever done. I'm not going to remember what anything is. I just wrote Paul agree H <laughs> for political agreement with yeah. your husband. I'll get. I'll help you. Get I hope you it. can because that's all. That's lost all meaning as I'm. <laughs> um, and uh, I get, well. Um, I would like just donald trump to have the opinion that donald trump sucks amazing <laughs> and maybe he does you know what i mean yeah maybe he secretly does and that's why he lashes out <laughs> getting scary <laughs> getting scary oh boy and then okay so our final category so final category is you have the Oh, the, that that Matterhorn. I just fully really Isn't appreciate it. So it. great! It's all gorgeous. All the colors. That's sort of just the perfect. That's a perfect moment yep. captured right there. That's great. Um, that is my next one, which is um, uh, a ride at Disneyland. This is an oldie bit of goodie. A ride at, at Disneyland is um, real in some way. It come. It's it's a. It can be more of a real immersive long term experience if you mm-hmm. want it to be. Hmm. That's really great. Oh, I get three. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot the rules for a second. I was like, <laughs> how can I possibly limit this? Okay. Uh, let's do Tiki Room. Great. <laughs> All birds can talk and have sort of ethnically ambiguous and offensive <laughs> accents. Um, uh, Storm over in California, which I guess guess just means I would hang glide over. Yeah, you could, or you could fly. I'm yeah. Crying out loud. Great. Yeah. Soren. And um, I used to know all the words to the original Star Tours, so I, I think I have okay. to. Yeah, great. I would think I would go original Star Tours. Yep, great. God, that—that's the first like waiting area I remember being so developed that you're just like, this, this is nuts. Yeah. This is a ride in and of itself. I don't mind waiting two hours. Right. It's like I—I I remember that too. Of like, oh, the—the the bad part of the line is anytime it's outside of that room. Yeah. And then you're pretty much good yeah. once you get in and you're looking at C-3PO and like the giant yeah. thing. That's great. Okay. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. Hmm. I made a weird shape that time. <laughs> I, I need to figure out how to even count this. I'm going to pause this, do a little calculating. Great. Uh, when I come back, it will seem as if no time has passed for the listener. That's and you fun. will have your 100% guaranteed MASH future. Great. Okay. I'll, I need to rip the bandaid off right away. You live in a shack. No. For your vacation home. But it's at Hogwarts. Okay, great. Now listen, we that's a magic place. Yeah. So for all we know, it's like, it's, it looks like a shack on the outside and then you go in and in, it's like the tent when right. in the fourth one or whatever. Exactly. Yep, yeah. Perfect. It's just, it can still be like this amazing mansion and you're at Hogwarts. Hello. Uh, okay. So that, congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, that is a, that is sort of a sexy, gloomy place, even though it's for, for children, that uh, <laughs> I feel I could see um, Alexander Sarsgaard skulking Ooh. around with you. Um, Ooh. In the beautiful mist, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. misty evening. Um, if you want to take a little trip and you uh, need a big change, I guarantee you that you're going to have a very different experience in 1968 United States of America. Yeah, that'll be very different. Planet Earth, this galaxy. <laughs> okay, listen. You also have abolished a death penalty worldwide. I did it. You did it. <laughs> For 
for it. Amazing. <laughs> uh, so congratulations on that. That's also probably pretty useful at Hogwarts since people are going around constantly giving each other death uh, spells. I said I, that like I've never read a book or seen one of the movies, but I guarantee you I have. I just got blundery. Um, uh, you don't need magic to conjure as many French fries all the time as you yes. want because that's just a thing that your life includes. Yes. Uh, congratulations. I know somebody who's going to be very happy about your constant French fry supply, and that's your dad, Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> so well done, you. Now, I don't know if the tiki birds enjoy French fries as well, oh. but you can pal around with them to your heart's content too a lot of magical stuff going on here yeah my life sounds magic and uh maybe um you as you sort of get to visit a 1960s america it, it will guide you in your perspective uh, uh, in your experience in barack obama's mind and body for a day cool those things feel it feels like there's a lot of frivolous things and a lot of <laughs> really things. really yeah it's a very good mix of bullshit and like the most gravitas. Things. Yeah, the most heavy gravitas in the history of um jessica thank you so much hey, for doing this podcast for me. uh do you want to tell everybody about your new show and where to follow you and all that good stuff yeah sure um please watch party over here it's a new sketch show on fox saturdays at 11 um it's great um please watch it and um <laughs> please please watch it uh and uh, if you want to follow me on twitter jess r mckenna That'd be cool. Jess R. McKenna, guys. You heard it here. Like it was breaking <laughs> <First>. news. <laughs> we broke this wide open. There's a thing called Twitter. Um, okay, awesome. And uh, talk to you next time on the podcast. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.